Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. And these endocrine disruptors are found in our body lotion, our shampoo, conditioner, mm-hmm. our you know face wash, our perfume, our makeup, our deodorants, all these things that we're putting on our body mm-hmm. multiple times a day. I mean, I think of myself or even my teenage daughter when in the shower and out of the shower every morning, mm-hmm. she's using a body wash and a shampoo and a conditioner mm-hmm. and then a face wash and then a body lotion and a deodorant mm-hmm. and makeup and perfume. And all of those can have endocrine disruptors. So if you're mm-hmm. using 12 products every morning and yeah. you've just rubbed in 12 endocrine disruptor products into mm-hmm. your body. Well, no wonder why your body can't deal with getting pregnant or having regular cycles mm-hmm. or having normal cycles. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Welcome to She. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yes. So glad to have you here. I have loved following your work and just been so blessed by it. And I know so many, so many people are. So let's just start here. For those who may not be familiar with you, can you just give us a little bit on your background, what you do and what led you to start Just Ingredients? Yeah. So I am the CEO and founder of Just Ingredients. And this started about five years ago when I just saw so many people around me dealing with depression, anxiety, autoimmune issues, migraines. I mean, you name it. It felt like everybody around me was not feeling good. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to go like cook for them for Mm -hmm. a month. And I know they would feel better. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, of course you can't do that. And so um, I thought maybe I'll just start an Instagram account where I can give little tips and tricks of how to eat healthier, but still be realistic Mm -hmm. because I do have kids. So I'm not about eating like a kale and starch diet. Mm-hmm. I, my kids still like mac and cheese and hamburgers and all those things, but there's a better way to, you know, or better choices that we can make when feeding them. And so mm-hmm. I just started an Instagram account and thought if I get 2000 followers, then I'll be super happy. Mm-hmm. And it just started growing and growing. And I realized people were hungry out there for info like this of how to fuel their body properly mm-hmm. and better. And so then Just Ingredients came about and we started making better choice products for people to purchase as well as the Instagram account where we educate. Yeah, I love it. You do such a good job of making it, like you said, kind of feel doable and realistic, just simple swaps, things you can be doing 
things you can you're already using every day, just like switching it for something a little bit better or things that you're already eating every day. And I also love that you do like what you can find at Trader Joe's or what you can find at Costco or Walmart, like places. It doesn't have to be that you go to like the fanciest place or Whole Foods or, you know, some of the places that I think sometimes can feel intimidating to those who don't normally shop there. It's just like, here's what you can do at the grocery store. You might already be shopping at. So I think that's a really great just, I think it's just really beneficial to so many people. One thing I wanted to ask about is the shopping experience. Let's just start there. So when buying products, I think a lot of consumers pay more attention to marketing labels than ingredient labels. So when, you know, when that happens, I want to know like, why do you think it's important to understand ingredient labels and what kind of marketing labels might be deceptive or con- or confusing for consumers? Yeah. So it is really tricky out there. And I tell my followers that they have to be smarter than the people they've paid to do the marketing. Mm-hmm. Be- the marketing people's job is to make it sound amazing, that it's going to be healthy and nourishing to your body and therefore you should buy it. And so it's actually sort of funny on TikTok now, there's these people that will get like Sour Patch Kids or a Diet Coke or a McDonald's hamburger into a way of making it sound really healthy and nourishing mm-hmm. and um, for your body. And so we have to be smarter than that these days. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when something says no sugar, well, yeah, that sounds great, but maybe then it has a bunch of artificial sweeteners in it instead to give it its sweetness. Mm-hmm. So the no sugar isn't any better, mm-hmm. or maybe the fat free at a time that sounded amazing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that free usually means they've taken obviously out the fat, which fat can be really flavorful mm-hmm. and it can make things thicker. And so then a lot of times they add in emulsifiers or a lot mm-hmm. of artificial flavoring to replace mm-hmm. that fat, you know? And so yeah. that's not any better. And so it's just tricky because they can say all natural. Mm-hmm. Well, mold is all natural. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So all doesn't help us either. So mm-hmm. we just have to be smarter than the marketers and really take the time to look at the back of the label and see if it's real food ingredients that we're eating. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I mean, that's such a good point. Like mold is natural. There's a lot of things that are quote unquote natural. Or have you seen like the, I feel like another common one is like naturally derived where like, can we talk about what does that actually mean? Because from what I've learned, it, it can be derived from something natural. But if you think about it, most synthetic and like somewhat toxic ingredients start with something that may be considered natural. Like what's your, what's your take on that one? Yeah, you actually said it exactly right. That a lot of times it starts with something natural and then how it goes through the process. For example, there's some stevias out there. Stevia mm-hmm. comes from a plant, a stevia mm-hmm. plant, but some of it will go through a 42 step process of um, using hexane and all sorts of chemicals that we don't want to ingest. And so then it's not a good product to have in the end where stevia leaf, for instance, that's just stevia you know, crushed up, which is a better form. Anyway, it gets tricky with the naturally derived because sure, it started as a plant, but then what did it end up as? Exactly. Well, I mean, even like a lot of pharmaceuticals and stuff like come from some sort of plant or start or have ingredients that are based in quote unquote nature, but then they just get so processed and turn into something that isn't necessarily recognizable in terms of natural. So that's just like another example. Okay. So let's talk about top ingredients or maybe types of ingredients to look for in ingredient labels and avoid. Can you give us some examples? Yeah. So I get this question a lot and people want like a list. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like the easiest way to do it is just look for real food ingredients. So for instance, high fructose corn syrup, is that something you have in your pantry? No. So it's probably not something you want in your food then. Mm -hmm. And like red 40, is that something you just have sitting in your pantry? No. You know, so it's, It's all the artificial stuff that I save 
or tell people to stay away from. So it's high fructose corn syrup, the artificial dyes, the artificial sweeteners, the artificial flavors, the artificial preservatives. I mean, these days we know how to use all of these, not in the artificial form. Mm -hmm. So like the artificial dyes, you know, that come from petroleum. We don't need those. We know how Mm -hmm. to um, dye with spirulina and beet juice mm-hmm. and turmeric and all these amazing colorful things. Mm-hmm. And so let's just dye things like we used to dye right. in the, you know, early 1900s before all these things were created. Yeah. And so, you know, same with the sweeteners. We don't need these artificial sweeteners anymore. We know that they're not good for the gut. They're mm-hmm. not good for the microbiome. And so let's just do better. We know how to sweeten with maple syrup and coconut sugar and, Mm -hmm. you know, these better choice sweeteners. And so it just is becoming aware of like, oh, we don't need to actually ingest these things. They Mm -hmm. don't do, they don't nourish our body. Therefore, why eat them? Yeah. So good. Okay. So this is a question that I wasn't really planning on asking, but I think it's relevant here. And I'd be curious if you know the answer, if not, no pressure, we can cut it out. But I want to know, like, what's your take on why we why we got away from the old fashioned way, if you will, if you will, of like dyeing things or sweetening things with like actual like turmeric or maple syrup or whatever. Like, those are really good examples. Those work just as well. When did the shift happen, and why did it happen to where now we're using more like synthetic, you know, like red forty and you know stevia certain certain sweeteners that are you know more artificial certain colorants that are more artificial was that solely for profit for speed like mass production what was the like reasoning behind why we got away from that in the first place yep you hit it on the spot with mass production and profits because mm-hmm. like for instance we have a mountain berry protein and i color it with blue spirulina mm-hmm. well getting blue spirulina is a lot harder than getting mm-hmm. you know the fake blue, Mm -hmm. artificial blue. And so one for mass production and two, it is so expensive to use real food ingredients, Mm -hmm. which is a shame these days. They have made the artificial ones and the synthetic ones so cheap to purchase. Is that because they can just produce so much more of it since they can basically manufacture it? Yeah. Yeah. And so for instance, let me just give a really easy example. Mm -hmm. We have a strawberry protein and it's made with real strawberries. Well, most people just use strawberry flavoring, which Mm -hmm. is made with lots of different chemicals and different Mm -hmm. things. And so we ran out of strawberry protein and I had to go to farmers and try to get more strawberries that we could Mm -hmm. crush up or, you know, dehydrate Mm -hmm. and crush up and turn into a powder. Well, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of work, a lot of money. A lot of time Mm -hmm. we were out of stock for quite a while where if I could just turn to a strawberry flavoring, I could have had it the next day for a really cheap price because Mm -hmm. I can just that at any flavor house. Right. And so it's pain for manufacturers to use real food. And Mm -hmm. so it's turned for in the 80s and 90s, it was really easy for manufacturers to just use all these artificial things. And Mm -hmm. thankfully now the pendulum is swinging that we're now waking up to all of this Mm -hmm. and realizing that, okay, yeah, it's easier for them to make and they make more money, but Mm -hmm. it's not good for our health. And so now that it is changing out there, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for explaining that. Cause I think that's really important to have context as to like, why is this even happening in the first place? And, you know, I think one of the big things that people feel is like, well, to purchase these like healthier options, it can be so much more expensive or, you know, it's not as affordable. 
And in some cases, that's true. And I think you explaining the production process in the back end and what that can actually look like helps the consumer understand why it is priced the way it is and why some of these alternatives and healthier options are more expensive. Usually they're made more small batch. They're used with real food. It's not something you can just, like you said, go to a flavor house and get something, you know, lickety split the next day. And so it's a longer production times, more costs going into research and development, into the development of the product, into the, the sourcing, like all of that is is not only incredibly time consuming, but it can be incredibly expensive for the producer. So therefore some of that cost has to get passed on to the consumer. So these producers who are making better products can stay in business. So I think that's really important to understand the economical side of it too, because it's so easy to think, well, it's just more expensive. I don't get why these like healthier options, both from a food standpoint and product standpoint have to be so much more expensive. Like why are they, because you think, oh, real food, it's like available throughout the earth. It's abundant. Just go get it. It's like not that simple. So I really appreciate the way you broke that down. Okay. I have another question just in terms of like ingredients to kind of watch for or swap out. What are some examples of better swaps for what's often considered inflammatory or fake ingredients such as canola oil? There's a lot of, I feel like starting to be some buzz around things like seed oils and inflammatory oils, but let's park there for a second. And we touched on the the coloring and the dyes and then the flavoring, but let's talk a little bit about the types of oils that can be found in foods and what might we try to like look for and maybe swap and use instead. Yeah, that's a really good question because seed oils are becoming a hot topic, mm-hmm. which thank you so because they are contributing to inflammation and inflammation can be a root cause of so many things from even just insulin resistance to stubborn weight gain, to migraines, to depression, to hormonal imbalance. I mean, just a variety of things, autoimmune issues. And so Inflammation is something that we should watch for in our body. It's actually something that's easily tested in blood work. And what's happening is a lot of these uh, seed oils are full of omega-6s and we need omega-6s, but um, we need them in a good ratio with omega-3s. And really years ago, the average American's um, ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s was like a two to one, and that's what mm-hmm. it should be. Mm-hmm. But now we just did a huge study where they tested thousands of people's um, ratios, and we're now at like a 20 to one for the average American, which is just so much inflammation in the body, and mm-hmm. it's coming from these seed oils, a lot of it. And mm-hmm. so you want to try to swap out things like corn oil, soybean oil, vegetable oil, mm-hmm. canola oil and swap them out for things that are anti-inflammatory like avocado oil, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, Mm -hmm. even grass-fed butter or ghee. Those are all better choices than the canola oil. And people always say, yeah, but they have such a weird taste or things like that. And I'm like, actually, avocado oil has a very neutral taste. Mm -hmm. And so when even like a brownie recipe calls for vegetable oil, Mm -hmm. swapping to avocado oil is an easy swap that Mm -hmm. everybody can do. And so making these changes doesn't have to be hard or overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It can just be like, okay, I'll pick up avocado oil instead of vegetable oil Mm -hmm. next time at Costco. So uh, avocado is my favorite. Extra virgin olive oil is a great one, but that Mm -hmm. does have a taste. So I tell Mm -hmm. people, you know, use that for marinades and dressings Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then like butter is awesome in baked goods. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't like a little bit more grass-fed butter, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. We've been using tallow quite a bit too. Yes. And tallow is a great option too. So, Mm -hmm. and I think they're more tasty than the Mm -hmm. vegetable oil and soybean oil and Mm -hmm. things like that. So 
all easy swaps, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Another question that I personally get asked about, cause I share, you know, swaps and things that I like to find when I find cleaner options occasionally. And something that I get asked is like, Hey, what, like, what about feminine care products? So this is a little bit of a shift from food, but I'd love to hear your take on what kind of ingredients should we be watching for when it comes to the feminine products that we use and what should we look for instead? Yeah. And this one is so crazy to me because when I teach this on my Instagram account, I will get thousands of DMs saying, oh my goodness, as soon as I swapped my feminine products, my cramps were way less. Mm -hmm. My bleeding wasn't as heavy. My Mm -hmm. period didn't last as long. My PMS was better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like so many amazing things. And so one of the main problems is that we're using rayon in there, a synthetic rayon or mm-hmm. a cotton that's been bleached. Mm-hmm. And what happens is dioxins are a byproduct from that. And the EPA has, has classified them as likely carcinogen. And so here we are putting them in a part of our body that easily absorbs chemicals. Mm-hmm. That part of our body doesn't even need to metabolize them sometimes. And so here we are putting four, five, six times a day if we're using a tampon these possible carcinogens, likely carcinogens into our body. And so I just tell people to go organic. And if they can go 100% organic, that's your best option because those are not going to have those dioxins from the bleach. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I feel like what you said was so interesting. How many people are like, oh my gosh, my PMS got better or my bleeding was less or whatever. Like, that area of your body is so absorbent too that like if there's one area to be really picky about, I feel like it's that. <laughs> I don't know if you have a take on that, right. but I'm like, right. it's just you like your body absorbs so much into your into your bloodstream and just ideally you can change all the things that are coming into contact with your body. But I've heard testimonials like that too. I've personally kind of experienced some of that. And just knowing, oh, this is actually a really swappable product and there are better options. I think there's just such like, I don't know. I think it's so easy to just use what you've always used. And when you realize like, oh, it's also on the shelf and I could just buy the one next to the thing I've been buying for the last 10 years. It just, it's so doable and it's, but it's just like, you have to be aware of what it is. So I'm really thankful the way you shared that. Have you ever wanted to live a little bit more of a natural and holistic lifestyle for the sake of your well-being and your family's well-being, as well as to be a little bit more self-sustaining, but just felt really confused on where to start, especially if you can't just like up and move to a farm tomorrow? Look, when I first started my holistic wellness journey, I remember I felt so overwhelmed. There's so much information all over the internet nowadays, and it's so hard to discern and to know which brands are truly clean and how do I source food locally and where do I even begin with all this stuff, especially if I have a busy life and I live maybe in an apartment or a suburban life, or I just don't have like goats in my backyard to go milk, you know, like how how do I do this? And, um, it can be really overwhelming. So what I did is I wanted to take the guesswork out of it for you, because I think one of the biggest things that holds so many of us back is not only the financial side of it and the worry that it's going to be more expensive, but also the time. Most of us don't have months or years to invest in researching and reading labels and figuring out how to do that and doing all this research on our own. So we just don't, and we kind of get stuck. So what I wanted to do is create a quick start guide for you. And it's called the Lifestyle Overhaul Guide. It is a step-by-step quick start guide to living a more natural and sustainable life. And it is laid out in a step-by-step format. It covers everything from budgeting for these changes to really reducing stress and creating a more sustainable schedule and lifestyle in terms of your time to cleaning up the products in your home and reducing your toxin burden and how to really start with that and what to prioritize and how to do that in a budget-friendly way to sourcing more food locally 
shortening your supply chain, being less reliant on the grocery store and big food systems, and starting to really use the resources in your local community. I'm giving you all the best resources on how to find those things, how to source those things, and how to get started right where you are. So if that sounds like something you need, you can tap the link in the show notes on this episode, or just go to jordanleedooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul to check out all the details and grab yourself a copy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Do you have any like top 
brands that you like that you recommend that are a better swap? Like, is there one or two that stand out to you as like, these are some great ones if you're trying to make the switch and and do it in a realistic and easy way? Maybe something you can buy in the store or order on Amazon, even if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be anything super difficult to get. I'm curious what you'd recommend for that. Yeah. Well, and let me tell you something else though, too, because so there are a ton of good brands these days that are organic, which is awesome to see. We just always use Cora just because I like Cora brand and that's what we use. But Mm -hmm. also, you know, cups are becoming an awesome option and trendy option that people Mm -hmm. are using. Great thing also. But let me tell you one other crazy thing about feminine products. So in the early 2000s, we came up with GMO cotton Mm -hmm. and GMO cotton is heavily sprayed with glyphosate. And so glyphosate, we're now really studying and finding out all sorts of things. We're finding out that actually it inhibits or destroys one of our good bacteria strains that are really important for mental health, for Mm -hmm. good mental health. We're finding it's causing changes in our good bacteria in our gut, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. But we now are using these feminine products that are the GMO cotton sprayed with glyphosate where ladies in the 60s, 70s, 80s using tampons didn't have this glyphosate being put up their, Mm -hmm. you know, their vagina. And Mm -hmm. so this is a shame that's happening since the early 2000s on that us women are the ones having to do that, you know? And so people aren't aware that cotton has become GMO that's heavily sprayed with glyphosate. And Mm -hmm. so that's one of the other reasons that I'm like, out of all your products, just change to organic. It's mm-hmm. not even that more expensive. And like you said, you can find them at Walmart, Target, yeah. Amazon, yeah. but organic means that cotton cannot be sprayed with glyphosate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like just something I want to scream from the like rooftops, mm-hmm. like women don't be putting this yeah. in you. Yeah, It's so necessary. Like stop buying them so that these manufacturers will and companies will stop making mm-hmm. these because why should we be the ones having to right. ingest these new pesticides and things. Right. Right. And even like just doing away with the scented too, like don't get the scented, like just we're so, you send a message every time you choose not to fund those types of products, you know, and the more right. of us that do it, the less likely it is that they'll continue to, to produce them. So yeah, that's great. Okay. Let's go back to, or let's actually, I want to talk about home stuff a little bit when it comes to like house cleaners and stuff. Are there any like, I mean, I I know as somebody who also is into this kind of thing, there's like a jillion different ingredients to be aware of, but are there like some top ingredients that maybe of concern in these products? And what do we want to see on a, on a label for something like maybe a counter spray or counter cleaner? So cleaners are really hard because they only have to list the single active ingredient. And I actually didn't really believe this until I started making my own cleaning supplies. And so we actually are trying to produce a cleaning supply to sell to people like an all-purpose cleaner. Mm -hmm. And the EPA will not approve our ingredient label after we have fought with them over and over and over because I want to list every single ingredient in there so Mm -hmm. that people exactly what's in their cleaning supply I'm selling. And they will not let me. They will Mm -hmm. not are making me just put the main active ingredient and Mm -hmm. everything else they other. And I am like, this is the worst law in America because every cleaning supply out there does not have to list their full ingredients. And so honestly, it's not even ingredients to avoid looking for on the label because they're not even there. Mm -hmm. And so it literally is is finding a company that you can trust that tells you like, yeah, hey, 
or, you know, like on their social media, like for instance, Branch Basics, they'll tell us, tell you, hey, yeah, these are just the only ingredients we use. And you have to be able to trust them and go off of that because they don't have to list all of the ingredients, which is so mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, that's wild. I did not know that. I'm like mind blown. Yeah. Crazy. It's really interesting. And yeah. the crazy thing is there's like 80,000 different chemicals you can put in your cleaning supplies out there. And only 1% of those 80,000 have been tested for safety. Hmm. And so it just comes back to let's buy cleaners made with stuff that we know what it is. Yeah, It doesn't need to be all of these new chemicals that have been created over the last 60 years. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of chemicals and new chemicals that have been created and kind of just this slew of things that can end up in our product or products. One major concern that, you know, I think is an issue with most products that are conventionally made is the the ingredients that can be endocrine disruptors or hormone disruptors. So can you walk us through what these are and how they can affect the body? Like why should we care? Yeah, this is a huge issue right now to the point that there's like endocrine um, disrupting societies out there trying to educate people and things like that. So endocrine disruptors are chemicals that mimic your own hormone. So I wish I could visually show you this right now, but imagine you have a, all our cells have like spindles on them. Like Mm -hmm. imagine little spindles around a ball. Okay. And on those spindles attach hormones because hormones are chemical messengers and they go tell the cell what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, endocrine disruptors hook onto those spindles instead of our real hormones hooking onto those spindles or receptors of the cell. Mm -hmm. And so then these endocrine disruptors are mimicking our own hormones. Therefore, our cells don't know exactly what to do. They don't know where to go and what to do and what function to perform because they've got these fake hormones attaching to their receptors. And so these endocrine disruptors messing with our hormones, causing people to deal with infertility, deal with these terrible PMS, terrible periods. I mean, I have a teenage daughter and her friends have to skip school because their periods are so heavy or so painful And periods actually should not be that way. It actually should be like you just start and you're like, oh, I just started my period. That's Mm -hmm. all it should be. But Mm -hmm. that's not what it's turned into. And a lot of this is due to these endocrine disruptors. And these endocrine disruptors are found in our body lotion, our shampoo, conditioner, Mm -hmm. our, you know, face wash, our perfume, our makeup, our deodorants, all these things that we're putting on our body Mm -hmm. multiple times a day. I mean... I think of myself or even my teenage daughter when in the shower and out of the shower every morning, Mm -hmm. she's using a body wash and a shampoo and a conditioner Mm -hmm. and then a face wash and then a body lotion and a deodorant Mm -hmm. and makeup and perfume. And all of those can have endocrine disruptors. So if you're Mm -hmm. using 12 products every morning and you've just rubbed in 12 endocrine disruptor um, products into Mm -hmm. your body, well, no wonder why your body can't deal with getting pregnant or having regular cycles or having normal cycles, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so, so the main two that are in our beauty products are called parabens and phthalates. Parabens are what are a preservative. Mm -hmm. And if beauty products have water in them, we do need a preservative. We don't want them growing bad bacteria, Mm -hmm. mold, things like that. And so we do have better choice preservatives Mm -hmm. out there. So we don't need parabens and parabens will be on the ingredient label. And so you can find those Mm -hmm. phthalates are what keeps the scent lasting longer. So I always tell people like your cherry blossom lotion from Bath and Body Works. Mm -hmm. If you open it up five years later, it still smells like cherry Mm -hmm. blossom. Mm -hmm. That's the phthalates. And so 
phthalates are a major major endocrine disruptor. And so those do not need to be listed on a label because they get to just be hidden in the fragrance Mm -hmm. term. And so I tell people if companies have no parabens and no phthalates, they're actually really proud of that and will Mm -hmm. usually that on their label somewhere or the front of their lotion, front of their body washer, somewhere like paraben-free, phthalate-free. And so I highly, highly encourage every woman, especially teenage girls, to look for products that are paraben-free and phthalate-free without these endocrine disruptors Mm -hmm. and um, use those instead. And thankfully, there's a lot of better choice companies coming out these days with those products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the crazy thing is, so those are the two main ones, mm-hmm. but the crazy thing is we can find endocrine disruptors mm-hmm. and other things. Mm-hmm. And one of the other big ones is BPA, which is found in plastic. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people, think of microwaving in plastic. That's usually where this ends up the most mm-hmm. is people are just reheating those leftovers mm-hmm. or whatever in mm-hmm. their plastic and the BPA is leaching out from the plastic and BPA is a huge endocrine disruptor as well. And so those would be like the main three that I would encourage people to stay away from. Yeah, that's great. I really appreciate that you broke down kind of the main ones. Like you could go down such a rabbit hole, but it's like, if you can like get these out of your life as much as possible, it will make a big difference. You know, it doesn't mean you won't be exposed to anything else that's an endocrine disruptor, but like that alone is a huge step in the right direction. So start there. I love that. Okay. Another example, you just touched on the plastic. So let's talk a little bit about being conscious of the materials we use, whether it's food containers, water bottles, pans that we cook in. What materials would be considered safer than like the plastics or the nonstick pans that we've gotten so accustomed to using in our culture? Yeah. So this one gets tricky because I people tell me all the time, like, I can't take care of all of that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so like you just said, one mm-hmm. little swap helps. Um, Our bodies are made to detox and they do an awesome job at detoxing, but we can't overburden them. And Mm -hmm. so if we can lessen the load of toxins, that really helps a lot. And so Mm -hmm. materials is a place that you can lighten that load of burdens, Mm -hmm. uh, toxic burdens. And so, yeah, plastic, I just say, get rid of the plastic. There's glass storage containers, Costco, Walmart, Mm -hmm. Target, you can buy, you know, and use those. Mm -hmm. Another huge one are cooking pans. So the pans, the griddles, the, you know, anything that has or could have had Teflon on it. Mm-hmm. It's actually sort of confusing out there because on these pots and pans, you'll see all these initials like no PFOA, no PTFE, all these mm-hmm. different initials, and people never know which ones to look for or which are the best ones. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people it's actually not that hard. Just you have to remember the initials. And the only one you really need to look for is no PFAS. That's no PFOS. Mm-hmm. And PFOS chemicals, we now have about, well, over 9,000 chemicals that they know are PFOS chemicals or these mm-hmm. PFAS chemicals. And so when a pan says like no PFOA, mm-hmm. that is only one of the 9,000 PFOS chemicals. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, who cares that there's only it's missing one mm-hmm. of the nine chemicals. Like that is a marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. Don't fall, be smarter than the marketers and just yeah. look for the no PFOS. Mm-hmm. And so things like stainless steel and cast iron are becoming really popular because mm-hmm. they don't have these PFOS chemicals in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only and thing so, that stinks is sometimes you're like, oh, it just doesn't, it just sticks easier. 
<laughs> but it's like, uh, it's know. a trade-off. That's the reality of like choosing healthier things is sometimes you have to sacrifice the convenience or the ease of something for the safety of something, if that makes sense. Yeah. And sometimes it's a learning curve too, because mm-hmm. people will tell me all the time, like, I hate stainless steel, everything sticks. And I'm like, okay, well, you're actually using them wrong then mm-hmm. because they shouldn't stick. So it's just, you have to warm up your pan before you put anything on it for stainless steel. Hmm. And then I didn't know that so hack. It, what? This is changing yeah, my life as you, I'm sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Cause that helps seal the pores. And so then you spray like your avocado oil or whatever, and then crack your eggs or whatever you're making. Then it shouldn't stick. Caroline, so I am literally breeze. sitting here with my mouth open. Like <laughs> my husband's like a pretty genius chef too. And I don't even think he knew that hack. So we're going to do this. That's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, try it. Wow. You, you can tell if it's warm enough. If you like, like shake your hand with a little water on it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like flick water on it. And if the water like bounces around Sizzles. on the pan, uh-huh. then it's ready to go. Wow. Life changed. Okay. This is amazing. I hope everyone's sitting there with their jaw dropped like me. Okay. I'm sure other people are like, yeah, we've known this forever, Jay. What's wrong with you? But I did not know that. So that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, thank no, you I'm for glad, sharing that. Glad you learned something new. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I'm like, so like mind blown by that. I'm like, did we talk at all about like food storage or did you not mention that yet? Cause I want to touch briefly on like safe for food storage if we haven't, but I'm so focused on this pan thing. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, I did say just get rid of your plastic containers. Okay, okay. Glass storage containers are just so easy these days. And you really can like find almost the exact same, like I think Rubbermaid at Target, like they have a plastic option and then they have a glass option that's like identical from what I remember, at least from what I found some before. So yeah, that's great. And even like um, mugs, like choosing to buy glass mugs over like plastic to go cups or, you know, even ceramic, it can be a little bit better too. So that's another easy swap. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. So I did talk about the glass storage containers, the pans, but then a really easy swap for everybody is a stainless steel water bottle. Mm-hmm. Let's quit using these plastic water bottles. Mm-hmm. The amount of plastic created for those water bottles is absurd. Mm-hmm. And so um, if everybody just bought a stainless steel water cup and just their bottle and use that every day, we would save so much on plastic. And yeah. so that's my little plug for that. Plus the stainless steel is not leaching any of those chemicals of concern. So yeah, that's a swap. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Last question for you is let's talk about resources for somebody who's like, okay, this is great that you know all this, but this is new information for me. And I just feel super overwhelmed or I don't know like how to interpret labels. Well, what resources do you recommend to help interpret labels, especially if someone is just getting started making the switch to safer and healthier options? So thankfully, there's a lot of more, um, a lot of resources out there these days compared to what there used to be. Mm -hmm. Social media alone, there's a lot of nutritionists and doctors Mm -hmm. out there trying to teach it. But at the same time, it can be really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And people feel like they have to do it all or nothing. And that's not the case. Like make one little change at a time. So pick an item in your house. Maybe your kids eat a lot of fruit snacks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then this week at the grocery store, let's try to find a better fruit snack that's not made with the artificial Mm -hmm. dyes. Let's find one made from real fruit, Mm -hmm. you know, and let's accomplish that one little thing. And then the next week, maybe the next week you feel like getting rid of your plastic storage containers because you see the glass ones are on sale at Mm -hmm. Costco. Mm -hmm. Great. Make that swap. And then, you know, maybe the next week it's something else. So it's really just making one little change at a time. And for resources, I, I'm going to plug myself. I yeah, mean, I you have should. my website, justingreens.us, where I have 
put all my favorites and split them up into categories. So anything from pots and pans and things in the kitchen to supplements, to beauty products, to makeup, to, I mean, you name it, it's on my page of different favorites that I like that are things that I would buy for my kids, my family. And with that being said, the food options, I think are easier to understand the labels than the beauty products. So the food ones just look for ingredients that you would have in your own pantry. Like that's just a really easy, basic way to start, you know, mm-hmm. and, but the beauty products are a lot harder because of all of those different ingredients. And so there are apps out there now, you know, like EWG, where you can scan it and it will show you what it rates, um, Yuka, things like that. I do tell people on these apps, use them as a resource, yeah. not as facts. Yeah. Because there are a lot of mistakes on them, mm-hmm. especially with cleaners since Mm -hmm. the cleaners don't have to list all of their ingredients they can rate a lot higher than they should but they are a great resource to at least begin with and Mm -hmm. to look at as long as you don't trust them as 100 yes i'm glad you said that because i think so many people take them as like gospel and it's like it's just a great starting point to be able to make better choices but you have to kind of understand how some of these databases work and the pros and cons of them and that's a whole different conversation but it's like, right. but it's better than nothing is like the, right. the message. So yeah, I think that's great. Awesome. Okay. This has been so fun to chat with you about it. The topic I'm personally super passionate about. I love the way that you educate and just make it so doable for the everyday person who may not be an expert at this or may just be getting started. So thank you for not only everything that you share just in general, but also giving us some of your time and really giving us some really specific starting points and guidance here. This has been so valuable. Can you just to wrap us up, let us know where can we learn more from you if someone's listening and they're like, okay, Jay, you keep mentioning her stuff is great. Where do I find it? Where can we learn more from you? And how can we um, check out all the resources you have available? You just mentioned your website and I know you touched on social media. So just give us a quick reminder of where to find you. And I'm going to make sure everybody goes and follows. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So my main platform is Instagram at just.ingredients. And we're also on TikTok and have a big Facebook group. But we also launch a podcast every Monday morning. And it's the Just Ingredients podcast. And I have different scientists and researchers and doctors and nutritionists and mm-hmm. all sorts of experts in their fields that come on and talk about different topics each week. And so that can be a really good resource for those that are trying to heal from different things. But for little tips and stuff, like I said, my Instagram or my website. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for everything you've shared here. It's been such a joy to chat with you. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm so glad that you're passionate about all of this. (laughs) So thank you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.